0: Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie I love out right now called You Would Never Really Hear. It stars my guest Joaquin Phoenix as a guy. Well, he's troubled. He's, he's disturbed in a lot of ways. Uh, he's a hitman. Uh, he has a mission that he's on. And because this is a collaboration between Joaquin Phoenix and Lynn Ramsey, this is a um, unique movie experience. Again, Joaquin, I congratulate you on what you did in this. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. When you take on a movie like this, what's the first thing you do? Well, it's never the same. It's never the same. Don't you meet
1: with this filmmaker first and say this? To be honest, uh, we spoke on the phone, Lynn and I, but this was the first time, actually, I agreed to do a film without having met the director in person. Um, it just, it happened this way. Really what happened was I spoke to her on the phone and at the time I was scheduled to do three other movies. And so I said, I, you know, I I just don't see how we're going to make this, this work. And she said, well, it's all right. I, I have to work on the script. It's not really done. Um, I'm looking to shoot, you know, in a year's time or something and, I said, I don't know how I'm going to feel in a year. I don't know. How, I don't know if I can agree to this now because I don't know if I want to do it in a year. And then, by chance, the film that I was meant to do that summer fell apart, got postponed. Mm-hmm. And so I called Lynn and I said, "You think you can get this going? <laughs> you can get this going by July." And she said, "Yeah, right away." But I really admired that in her—that she was, she felt so strongly, um, had a, a kind of confidence or a willingness to go into it, whether it worked or didn't. Um, and so that's how that's how it happened. So we didn't really have time to meet. I just we just started you know, prepping, and I flew out like a month later. So
0: in other words, it could have been a complete disaster, but it wasn't. You go on instinct on something like that. and You watch her other movies. I think she's one of the best filmmakers out there, but she only had this is only her fourth film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, do you watch those films? Do you how do you make I, that I judgment had, call? I
1: had seen <clears throat> Ratcatcher, um, but no, I actually actually um, make the decision just based on our conversation. Obviously, there's directors I've worked with that I'm familiar with their work, um, but I'm not the kind of person that. Um, goes and watches like the director's previous films. Um, I guess just because I don't want to be influenced by it, I don't want to have any expectations. I don't want to think like, oh, they like that kind of acting, or oh, I, just I don't want to I- be influenced by it. So um, I just want each film to be its own experience.
0: I guess. I've read some reviews of *You Were Never Really Here* that compared to *Taxi Driver* all the time because basically your character is protecting a girl he's going to rescue her from some sex traffickers to do it but i think that does a disservice to what this movie is it's it may have that kind of similarity but it goes off on into its other world and for a movie where your character is a guy who uses a ball-peen hammer you know as a weapon it has a tenderness and a mm-hmm. sweetness to it mm-hmm. that i think you don't expect mm-hmm. And that's what I was looking for. When you look at this script, what are you responding to most in it? I don't really know. Um, there's, it's
1: really hard to pinpoint what is that moment where something kind of hits you and you have a visceral reaction mm-hmm. to it. I don't remember, really. Um, I, I think part of what was appealing was the possibilities of exploring something in the character that you don't typically find in this genre. Uh, where there was an opportunity to kind of turn it on its head in a way, find the tenderness, mm-hmm. find the humor. Um, and so there was something that was, I guess, exciting about that process, right? It Sometimes you read scripts and characters where it's like, Anyone would say that's a really well-written script. It's a great, it's a great character. I don't, I don't really like those scripts as much. This was a fantastic script, but it also had like the potential for something that I didn't understand when I was reading it. And the idea of getting together with Lynn and exploring it and talking about the possibilities was really tantalizing. Um, and I think that's what probably excited me but it changes right like why you want to make a movie two weeks into production (laughs) and suddenly changes um the scene that you're most excited to to work on maybe becomes kind of irrelevant at some point and you become more interested in another aspect of the character that you hadn't seen and that's all because of your relationship with the director primarily Mm -hmm. but everybody that you come in contact with costume props and all plays a part in kind of developing the character and unlocking aspects of the character that you hadn't foreseen how tough a critic
0: are you of you (laughs) <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you look at your, I mean, you know, you're somebody that gets great reviews. You've been nominated <laughs> for Academy Awards. But if you're somebody that I'm just guessing you are, you don't hold much stock in that, you know, because basically you look at yourself in the morning, don't you? And you say that face in the mirror and you're going to say to it, uh, this is how I feel about it. Do you get those reactions sometimes with yourself? Because I read a quote from you I love. You're going to tell me you probably never said it, but it was great. You said, I hate the last movie I I do so much that I feel that my next job is going to right a lot of wrongs. (laughs) I think I did say that. Yeah, I did.
1: Um, It's true. I mean, uh, um, I don't feel satisfied, but I think part of it is you know, I have like, a, um, I have a full experience. Like the 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 film is never gonna live up to the experience that that I had, that I felt. Right, a scene. If I find if there are five different ways that I'm playing the scene, right, I'm having like the feeling associated with with that, and when the the movie one is selected. It's, it'll never live up to to what the experience was like, right? It's like it's so exciting on on set. It's uh, you know I love being in movies so much, and um, I guess watching it is just uh, is just not satisfying. Um, and yeah, I can't help but think oh, I made a mistake. I mean, years later, I think back on movies that I mean, five years ago, <laughs> I go. I screwed that up. I can't believe I did. That was the wrong way to. I get you know what? Like I never come. I never feel like I come to a full understanding of the character. Right? It's it's something that I'm always trying to figure out. And even sometimes after the movie is done,
0: maybe. there was another thing that I, I read that you said that I liked a lot in terms of Lynn Ramsey giving you as some kind of audio file of mm-hmm. fireworks mm-hmm. and saying, This is what's in Joe's head. Mm-hmm. This is what's in your character's mm-hmm. head. It seems like a great thing to say, you know, mm-hmm. and then you have to act it. Yeah, I
1: mean, there was. <clears throat> You know, there is a there is a, a a lot of wonderful research that you, they can do just in in reading, right? But there's nothing quite like having a sensation. Um, and so, <clears throat> to get this, like she just sent me this audio file, and I put in the headphones, and it was just fireworks exploding. Um, and so you have a reaction to that, right? You have a physiological reaction, and so I, I love that 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 kind of. Um, I
0: kinda of think it's it's really really helpful. Well I I'm gonna ask you a weird question about you looking at you the first time you were, it's sometimes difficult for people to remember that you were a kid actor. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were what, seven, eight years old uh-huh. when you did that? What was <clears> your reaction to you when you saw yourself for the first time on screen? I
1: don't remember I don't remember at all. But mm-hmm. what I do remember vividly was what it felt like to shoot the first time, and <clears throat> it's a feeling that I've I've been chasing since. Right? It's, there's um, nothing nothing like it. I remember it was on a on a TV show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, me and my sister were casting. My, my brother River was he was on the show. It was mm-hmm. called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and there was a guest spot, and me and my sister were hired. Probably because we were local and it was the cheapest, easiest <laughs> way. Uh, but I remember shooting this this scene, and two of the characters uh, have a fight, you know, in in front of us, and and it was meant to be very dramatic and intense. And you know, who knows what, how it looks uh, now, but at the time, being that age, uh, I remember being fe- feeling it. Absolutely feeling it as if it was real, as if it was happening. And I remember when we cut, just this, um, just my, my body was crackling with energy. And it was the most exciting thing that I'd ever experienced. Um, and that is the feeling that I search for every time I work. Um, there are these moments where everything seems to stop. And you're absolutely
0: just in that moment. Um, and I, I, I love it. Not only were you a child actor, but you come from a family that was doing that. Mm-hmm. Was it your mom that decided that you would all be part of the, the same sort of band? of? Uh
1: no. No, it was actually... Um, uh, we really went all to a man named Joel Thurm, who was the casting director at NBC, and my mom mm-hmm. was his secretary. Ah, um and um we would go to the the office and I don't know precisely what happened but at some point he said you know I think I think what happened is there there there's some some video out there because I think he tried to put together like um, a like a show ar- ar- around us um, and kind of filmed us and interviewed us and I think based on that we got an agent Um, but no, I think it were other people that were saying to my parents, um, you know, there's
0: something about these, these kids. You're always to me, not afraid of being on a tightrope. It seems to me that you don't want to fail, but if you did, you'd rather do that than basically not try anything. Remember when everyone was so pissed at you and, and Casey Affleck for doing that documentary about I'm Still Here. How could you do that to us? You pretended to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Went on David Letterman, said, um, I'm quitting, Mike. This is a documentary about mm-hmm. me. When when you look at that now, when I see that movie today, it seems like a tremendous comment on <laughs> celebrity mm-hmm. and how fake it is.
1: Well, that was the thing. I mean, it was more like... how. And I wasn't doing it to you. I was doing it to myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah. That 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 was point of that. But but look, it's it's not that it's um, that it's always easy or without concern. I mean, there were times where we were making that where I was terrified. You know, I thought like, oh, this is people are actually believing this now, and mm-hmm. this is I'm um, going to have. A real effect on my career um so there were moments where i have to be honest i was panicked you know well i didn't just get that going um you know well whatever you know we'll see what happens there there was a moment where where um i truly became concerned that i'd done irreparable damage to my career and i wasn't going to be able to work again um <laughs> <That wasn't laughs> and your and, uh, and <laughs> so you know but but yeah, I mean, I do enjoy, you know, yeah, sometimes you see like fighters, like boxers, and they're in and they're just like beating the crap out of each other and they're exhausted. And then after the fight, they like hug each other and they're smiling and they seem happy and they do And you go, what? How can, you know, how can that, like, it's so hard to understand, right? But they have a love of the, I mean, I don't really know what it is because I'm not a, boxer, I don't know what it's like, but I think sometimes it's okay to put yourself through it, right? Um, There's something enjoyable about testing yourself,
0: in a way. Well, when when you came through that, and come back, and you do something like The Master, which is a movie that, you know, to me, it's in a kind of pantheon of things that I enjoy watching, and it's Paul Thomas Anderson, then you do Her with Spike Jones, you're you seem to be producing, and now look what's following this. You've got a Gus Van Zandt movie about, you know, don't worry, you won't get that far on foot. You have um, a Mary Magdalene movie with Rooney Mara, you know, who was here many times, you know. So I'm happy that you two are happy together. That's oh, a, that's, great. That's a well, nice she was, thing. She was here? Oh, she is. and She's, she's just, here now? She's not here now. She's not here now. No, now. We're, <laughs> we're here. But no, she isn't. But she does something you haven't done this show in this studio before. And we always end in song. Uh-huh. And Rooney is the only one that um, time and time again refuses mm-hmm. to sing for me. Right. And she says, I don't do it. I don't do it at home. I'm sure you right. hear her singing in the shower. No, she doesn't. She just doesn't do it. No. But you, Joaquin, mm-hmm. you, there's a scene in, in many scenes that uh, really affect me and You Were Never Really Here. There's one where you're sitting, holding, the, I don't want to give a spoiler, but holding the hand of a dying man and singing a Charlene's I've Never Been to Me. Uh-huh. It's, it's like nothing I've ever <laughs> seen in a movie before. As a guy who played Johnny Cash, do you have fear of singing? Of saying something in, in song? Is it um, something you do? I have a lot of respect for you. Yeah? <laughs> not a chance. That that's going to happen? You're not going to sing? There's not You've a chance. There's not nothing
1: that you can say, say or do. Even
0: if I did it with you? No. No, look no. at that. There's no. nothing. I'm not getting it. So you that and Rooney become my failures. Yeah, I mean, if that's how <laughs> you want to see
1: it, that's fine. <laughs> that's but, but so you know, mm-hmm. when we're at home, yeah, we're not singing.
0: That's <laughs> like, I'll take great satisfaction in <laughs> that. You okay. Know, I'll so say, okay, cue Ring of Fire from Walk the Line, you know, do this. I, it's so hard for me to believe because you didn't have to be Johnny Cash. You could have used Johnny Cash's vocals and you did it yourself. For oh, if it was
1: up to me, that's what we would have done. done. <laughs> you know <what> I mean?
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a choice. So it was torture for you
1: to do it? I mean, it was certainly uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, uh T Bone Burnett was the producer, made mm-hmm. music and and um and he had a lot of a lot of faith in you us. Know. I don't know why, you know. And so it's like one of
0: those things you just you say it. You may have all those problems about it, but people that see it is what you're giving us in many ways is a gift, and I'm here to say thank you for that. Oh, Even thank though you. I won't forgive you for the non-singing. Oh, that's all I'm gonna all right. have you and Rooney both on one day, and you're both gonna duet for me. Deal. Yes, my good. That's Deal. It. That day will never come. It never come. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank, so you, thank you. <laughs> thank you.